From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Hey, you've woken up to the WIA national news. Yes, it is. For week commencing August 12, VK1 WIA. I'm Graham VK4BB. With the Curiosity Mars landing August 6, the Canberra Times interviewed radio amateur Len Ricardo, VK1 ALR. Now, it just so happens that VK1 ALR is operations manager at the Canberra Deep Space Communication Complex. Len has had a passion for space since the launch of the first Sputnik mission in October of 57. A nine-year-old in Brisbane at the time, he watched the tiny white speck pass overhead in the night sky, heard the beep-beep-beep signal on the evening radio news. Of course, TV had not arrived in VK4 at that time. I started to play at amateur radio at school and had a crystal set I got for my birthday, he said. I'm still a ham radio operator. I just never thought I'd have a set this big, indicating Tidbin Biller's 70-metre dish, which is even larger than the 1950-60s instrument at Parks. Speaking of radio telescopes... British physicist and astronomer Bernard Lovell, who developed one of the world's largest radio telescopes, has died at age 98. Lovell was founder of England's Jodrell Bank Observatory and creator of its massive 76-metre-wide radio telescope that has borne his name since 1987. Coden Limited has entered into an agreement to acquire all the shares in Canadian-based company Daniels Electronics Limited, a leading designer, manufacturer and supplier of land mobile radio communication solutions in North America. Coden's managing director, Donald McWork, said, The acquisition of Daniels delivers on Coden's stated strategy of growing market share and diversifying its radio communication product offering. Well done to the Australian group, Coden. And an aside to the Coden story, many of us have commercial Coden transceivers modified for the ham bands. But what if we reversed that and had a ham transceiver modified and now capable of transmitting on a commercial channel? I say capable, not actually transmitting. Well, stay tuned when we present the final final this week. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, it can be heard on VK5 RAD on 147.000 at 9am. I'm Paul, VK5, Foxtrot, Papa Alpha Uniform. A group from the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society will be travelling to Cape Willoughby at the eastern end of Kangaroo Island to operate over the Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. August 18th and 19th. A special call, VI5CW, has been allocated. Operation will be on 80, 40 and 20 metre phone, as well as 2 metres and 70 centimetres. A special QSL card has been produced for the weekend. Operators are Paul, VK5PAS, Hans, VK5YX, Leslie, VK5LOL, Mark, VK5VW, Chassis VK5SN, Asia VK5FASH and David VK5KC with appropriate support from spouses. Google VI5CW for more information. We look forward to a contact with you over the weekend. We certainly will be keeping an ear out for VI5CW and the general public has been reading about the ILLW. From the inlander, Kangaroo Island in South Australia, an article about this VI5CW. VI5CW, 
will be at Cape Willoughby during the weekend when the Lighthouse will also be open to members of the public. And reception from KI to your QDH should be excellent. You see, years ago, in 1930, a radio amateur, George Anderson, residing on Kangaroo Island, was responsible for linking the King's Voice in the UK with Australia. When the Melbourne wireless reception was a total failure through unfavourable atmospheric conditions, Anderson was appealed to. He picked up the King's Voice, which was then relayed to Adelaide and Melbourne. And more on the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend later in this global edition of WIA National News when Brian will join us with special interest groups. Don't forget those listening early. The RD opening speech is available. All the details are on the RD page of the wia.org.au website. Coming up, we'll hear from some clubs in VK4. And also, in discussion point, last Sunday we brought you news from Ono of the F Troop Net running on Echolink for about an hour every Sunday morning at 0800 WST or midnight UTC. That was with thanks to the work of Ronald VK6XS and the conference server run by Tony VK3JED. But for our newcomers, what is IRLP and what is Echolink? Oh no, will join us shortly here on VK1 WIA. Hello, this is VK4 FNAA Ian Wells from Biloela. On Sunday the 5th of August, the Banana Show Repeater Association Incorporated held its special AGM meeting in Biloela and it was decided that the BSRA would welcome amateur radio operators in Banana Shire to become members of the association. The association is also looking forward to installing a 2 metre and 70 centimetre repeater on Banana Range, pending approval from the WIA and the ACMA. If you've been thinking about attending the 50-year celebration for the Ipswich and District Radio Club on Saturday, August 25, now is the time to spring into action. To make the night a success, we really do need early bookings to be confirmed with payment before August 17. A hot and cold buffet dinner, including dessert, is only $40 per person and it's a 6 for 6.30pm start. The venue for the dinner is the Ipswich Turf Club and there'll be plenty of off-street parking available. There's more details on the club website, vk4wip.com or contact club treasurer John Edwards, vk4ie, to reserve your seat and arrange payment. Graham Kemp, VK4 Baker Baker, has kindly agreed to be guest speaker. We also plan to have some club memorabilia on display, along with a selection of photographs from the archives of club members. Overnight visitors can choose from a range of local accommodation. Check out the Discover Ipswich website, which is discoveripswich.com.au. There's handy links to nearby hotels and online bookings. Partners are especially welcome for this night, along with past, present and future members. In other words... Everyone's welcome. And if you know somebody who might be interested in attending, please share this information with them as soon as possible. Reporting from Ipswich, this is Alan, VK4FABR. What use is an F-call? Over the past few weeks, I've been playing with an amateur radio technology that links my work life and my hobby together. For some, that might be a boon. For me, I've been trying to get out of the office, I work from home, to have a life, and amateur radio is my escape from the world of information technology. Little did I realise at the start that the two go hand in hand. You win some, you lose some. Anyway, the technology I've been playing with is called Echolink. It's a way of linking radios across the internet, which allows you to communicate with hams across the world, without needing HF, or even a radio for that matter. Before I get too far into this, 
I should point out that there is a common held misconception that foundation license holders are not allowed to use this technology. This is not true. You're not allowed to hook your computer up to your radio, but there's no license condition that prevents you from using the setup that another ham is running. This means that you cannot run an Echolink sysop node, but you can obtain and legally use Echolink with your foundation callsign. I should also point out that there are two internet linking technologies. Well, there are many more, but for the purposes of this discussion, two, that achieve similar things. Echolink is one, IRLP or Internet Radio Linking Project is another. Both allow you to link hams together. IRLP links radios using specialized hardware and a copy of Linux, and Echolink, on the other hand, links software, which may or may not be connected to a radio. That's right, you can use Echolink on your computer without a radio. You can also use it on your iPhone and Android powered smartphone. No projects underway for other smartphones at this time, and of course, you can use Echolink and IRLP via the radio if you're in range of an IRLP node or an Echolink sysop node, using DTMF tones to control them. Back to Echolink. You can download it for nix at echolink.org. And once you've scanned in your amateur license and emailed it to Echolink to verify that you're in fact a licensed ham, you're good to go. You'll find that there are places where you can link to many amateurs at once, or you can have a one-on-one QSO with another ham. I should also mention that there are special nodes that have both Echolink and IRLP installed, which allows you to link the two. So, if you don't have a radio yet, or if your radio is nowhere near where you are, you can use Echolink to still stay in touch. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot, Lima Alpha Bravo. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, AR Victoria and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Rittle Calling celebrates 90th anniversary of 2MT. On the 90th anniversary of the start of regular broadcasting in the UK by 2MT Rittle, the communications regulator Ofcom has issued a licence to broadcast station Rittle Calling on 87.7 MHz FM. In 1922, regular broadcasting started from the 2MT, 2MTOC, Marconi Hunt at Rittle near Chelmsford, Essex. The hunt is now preserved in the Chelmsford Sanford Mill Museum. Rittle Calling aims to commemorate this anniversary and from September 10 to 18 will be broadcasting from the grounds of Rittle College, Essex, near to the site of the original 2 Emmatock station. In related news, a developer buys former Chelmsford Marconi site. The BBC report that the Marconi New Street factory is to be redeveloped after being left derelict for several years. Marconi New Street was the world's first purpose-designed and built wireless factory, opened in June 1912. It has stood empty since 2008. TV should switch to internet, peers suggest. The Guardian newspaper reports on a House of Lords committee suggestion that TV should be moved onto the internet to free up radio spectrum. Read the Guardian article at the URL in the text edition best read at wia.org.au. Radio Amateurs of Canada cancels 2012 National Convention. 
The 2012 Radio Amateurs of Canada National Convention slated for this weekend, August 10th to the 12th, has been cancelled. According to a press release, planners cite a low number of pre-registrants as one of the reasons that the Society has taken this action. The organisers say they're now working on plans for the 2013 show. They also apologise to all who had arranged vacation or travel plans around this convention. What little else is known about the cancellation can be found online, convention2012.rac.ca. A look at the upcoming WRC 2015. A proposed permanent secondary allocation to the amateur service at or near 5 MHz is among agenda items for the World Radio Communications Conference in 2015. Amateur Radio Newsline's Norm Seeley, KI7UP, has the details. There are numerous items on the 2015 World Radio Communications meeting agenda as spelled out at the end of the recently concluded 2012 conference. One is the proposal for a possible new allocation to the amateur service on a secondary basis within the band of 5.250 to 5.450 megahertz. The International Amateur Radio Union has described such an allocation as being among the best for hams to use to provide around-the-clock emergency communications. So far, little in the way of objections have been heard in public. According to the publication Radio World, it's the National Telecommunications and Information Administration that coordinates United States participation in the WRC conferences, doing so through a number of government departments and agencies. According to the NTIA website, the next conference will consider spectrum requirements for uses ranging from mobile service allocations for broadband to controlling unmanned aircraft from space. These conferences are held by the International Telecommunications Union every few years to talk about international radio regulations. An FCC advisory group will start to meet this month in preparation for the next one. The Commission also has set up a website with information about WRC-15. While WRC-15 may seem far away, the planning for it is already getting underway. For Amateur Radio Newsline, Norm Seeley, KI7UP in Scottsdale, Arizona. Another item of interest on the WARC-15 agenda is the feasibility of achieving a continuous reference time scale. This either by the modification of coordinated universal time or some other method. Former Serbian Internal Affairs Minister Ivica Dacic, YU1YU, was elected as that country's newest Prime Minister. On the 27th of July, Dacic is a member of the Amateur Radio Union of Serbia, the SRS Serbia's IARU member society, and is said to be a member of his local club, YU1AAV. These stories from the RSGB and from the Amateur Radio Newsline were on the web at www.arnewsline.org, and I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. You're tuned to VK1WIA. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1WIA. Operational news, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Operational calendar. VK Remembrance Day contest on now, August 11 and 12. Worldwide International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend, August 18 and 19. Worldwide Lara Contest, August 25 and 26. Worldwide Oceania DX Contest, SSB, October 6. 
Worldwide Oceania DX Contest CW, October 13. VK Spring VHF UHF Field Day, November 24 and 25. Special Event Stations DX and Beacon and Net Advice. Bill Moore, NC1L, the AWL Awards Branch Manager, has announced that the 2012 H44 UD operation from the Solomon Islands has been approved for DXCC credit. Counts for that operation may now be submitted. A pair of twin special event stations, GB175PO and TM175PO, will be running in Dover and Calais to celebrate 175 years of P&O. Operation starts on the 11th of August and will be running for 30 days. Both stations will have the opportunity to work from ferries at various times during the operation. Stefan DL4ST is in Afghanistan until the end of September. He is active as T6SS and so far has been worked mainly on 20 metres. Prefix hunters, remember Croatia is marking their 20th anniversary of the allocation of the 9A prefix. Operators there are now permitted to insert the figures 20 into their call signs. For example, 9A2AA will become 9A202AA. 9A1MM becomes 9A201MM, etc. These prefixes are available throughout 2012. Tamutu Province, H40FN, between December the 22nd and January the 7th of 2013. QSL H40FN via HA8DD. Morocco, CN2YZ, three years in from the city of Tangier, especially on the weekends. The Mediterranean DX Club is supporting his activities and is also providing a website with a log check. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1WIA. Media watching now on WIA National News and Colin VK5FCJM appeared in his local newspaper this week, the York Peninsula Country Times. He's a long-standing member of the Royal Volunteer Coastal Patrol, SA's York Peninsula Group, and thanks to VK5FCJM, they now have a mobile communications base thanks to his generosity. Seems VK5FCJM has purchased a vehicle and is outfitting it to provide the Royal Volunteer Coastal Patrols with a mobile communications base. Also in Media Watch, it's congratulations to VK4SSB, Craig Huff from Taree. Craig's a finalist in this year's Commercial Radio Australia Awards. VK4SSB from the Super Radio Network's Max FM and 2RE is nominated for Best Talks Presenter, Best Current Affairs Presenter and for Best Community Service Project. Congratulations, Craig, VK4SSB. I'm Brian, VK3GR, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Beginning with Rescue Radio, invitations have been issued to attend MyGarek 2012, the 8th Global Amateur Radio Emergency Conference on November 12-14 to 14 in Malaysia. This international conference is an informal forum by radio amateurs from IARU societies and others involved in providing support communications to emergency and relief services in times of emergency or disaster. Delegates are invited to make submissions, whether they're proposals, information papers, reports, etc., only about emergency or disaster relief operations they may have been involved with since September 2011. MyGarek 2012 is hosted by MARTS, the Malaysian Amateur Radio Transmitter Society, and aims to promote more awareness between government ministries, departments, agencies and regulatory authorities. MARTS believes there are countries short on knowledge about the resources that can be provided by amateur radio volunteers 
which have up until now remained almost unused. The conference is for all, whether they already have an organised emergency communications response team with ideas to share, in search of more solutions, or are in the process of setting a group up. Worldwide special interest groups, Radio Scouting, the Essex International Jamboree in the UK, with amateur radio station GB2EIJ, takes place near Chelmsford in Essex, August 18th to 25th. GB2EIJ will be on the air on most bands using SSB as well as the data modes. They hope to be able to use Echolink, so look for G7BIV with the GB2EIJ in the title. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV, the World QSO Digital Amateur Television Party, takes place on Friday, August the 24th and Saturday the 25th, involving Australia, California and Arizona in the US, plus the British Amateur Television Club website. Bob Minnick, W8ARZ, and Lee Whitesell, K0CCU, both in Arizona, will use the resources of the linked ATV repeaters. Lee, K0CCU, has Skype video of very high quality and tested through the DATV repeater VK3RTV. The digitisation of VK3RTV has been made possible by the WIA Club Grant Scheme and funding by Amateur Radio Victoria. Peter VK3BFG described this as an exciting development as it will significantly increase participation in a wide area. It will again hook up with Don Hill KE6BXT and the Southern California ATV Network. The first such CUSO party organised by Peter Cousins VK3BFG occurred during the centenary celebrations of Amateur Radio Victoria last year. Peter VK3BFG will run the event through the Melbourne repeater VK3RTV with live direct contact from stations in Melbourne and Geelong areas mingled with images and sounds received outside its coverage area via Skype. There will also be participation from VK2, VK3, 4, 5 and 7. Although there is still no active ATV repeater in the area, Don VK5 ADM will receive signals transmitted to him on various microwave frequencies and act as the local anchor. The Radio and Electronics Association of Southern Tasmania, VK7OTC, will participate from its studios in Hobart. VK7's Cradle Coast Club are having a great success with their ATV experiments. At the meeting recently in Penguin, Winston 7EM, Dion 7DB and Dave 7DC demonstrated their progress of the DATV repeater. This was done by putting it to air in a closed room situation and transmitting some of the video footage which was taken on the day of the battery replacement on Mount Duncan. All in attendance said that the quality of the video was mind-blowing. It will open new doors in the hobby of amateur radio for many on the northwest coast of Tasmania. Amongst the good attendance on the test day was a visitor from the north, Alvin VK7NDQ, and a newcomer to the northwest, Malcolm VK4ZMM, who in an earlier life was actively involved with commercial television in Brisbane, as was his XYL. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Females in Radio, and here's a great idea for our Alara members to celebrate Women's Day. In South Africa, the SARL held its annual YL Sprint on August 9th. Logs from all the YLs participating in the event were entered into a lucky draw for a beautiful flower arrangement to be delivered to the winner's home no matter where they were located. And don't forget this year's Alara Contest, August 25th and 26th. Finally, Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ILLW, plenty of lighthouses to be on the air. The International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend fun event occurs next Saturday and Sunday with hundreds of registrations already received. Organisers report that the final week usually results in up to 100 registrations as we head towards a record year. 
In the lead is Australia, just ahead of the US. A total of 43 countries are represented, mostly with smaller numbers, but all activations are welcome. It was started by John Forsyth, GM4OOU, and the late Mike Dalrymple, GM4SUC, both members of the Air Amateur Radio Group, which operates GB2LT at Turnbury Lighthouse in Scotland. No matter where you are, there will be plenty of lighthouses or lightships and vessels to work on the weekend. The 15th Annual International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend is August 18th and 19th. There are online registrations, guidelines, statistics and more at illw.net. That's all from me. On the social scene and just ahead of the final final, August 12, that's this weekend in VK2 as Sarkfest, so hi to everybody at Summerland Amateur Radio Club Rooms at Lismore. August 25 in VK4, it's the 50 years of Ipswich Amateur Radio Club, their dinner at the Ipswich Turf Club. And August 26, VK2, Blue Mountains Amateur Radio Club, and here is some very, very important news. The Blue Mountains Amateur Radio Club wish to apologise to everyone because this year's BMARC Winterfest has had to be cancelled. The Executive Committee has decided that since some vendors have withdrawn from the event due to stock availability and also considering the current state of a new clubhouse, they have made the drastic decision not to hold Winterfest this year, but to instead improve facilities and have a better Winterfest 2013. They did not take this decision lightly and again apologise to members, friends, the WIA, ARNSW and vendors for making this decision at such a late notice. If you do know of somebody who was intending to get along, please pass on this news. BMARC will now regroup, improve facilities and have a great Winterfest next year instead. And that in from Eric Hausman, VK2EJH, the publicity officer of the Blue Mountains Amateur Radio Club. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. A month ago, I purchased an upgrade IF board for my trusty Kenwood TS930S HF transceiver. This board, commonly known as a PIX board, comes from a supplier in Hillsborough, New Hampshire, as advertised, it provides more stability, better VFO controls, a standard serial interface and 100 memories instead of the standard 8. The TS930S is a good workhorse that suffers with niggling problems from its original IF board, so this upgrade is very popular with TS930S owners. The new board duly arrived and I installed it. The transformation to my radio was instant and I was extremely pleased with it until I found that my HF radio now transmitted out of band across the HF spectrum. On contacting the supplier, I learned that he's been supplying these boards in an open state by default, as so many people have asked for that modification when ordering. I'm now faced with the prospect of having to remove the board and send it back to the US for a firmware change, so that my radio will again be legal. I spoke with Mark Tell from the compliance section of the ACMA about this. While he was sympathetic to my problem, he reminded me that the onus to ensure that my radio complied with regulations under the Radio Communications Act fell directly on my shoulders. It was a case of buyer beware. So my warning is this. Do look at available updates that make your life as an amateur better 
but do ensure that anything you do to your radio doesn't result in an illegal installation that could lead to a knock on your door and a compliance warning or actual loss of your prized rig. I'm Robert, VK3ARM. Now I must say a few of we full calls queried this before running Robert's item and further came via VK3ARM from Mark Tell, Assistant Manager Field Operations of the ACMA. Amateur radios that are designed and limited to cover amateur radio bands only do not have to meet Australian standards. However, if the radio covers frequencies or has been modified to cover frequencies outside of internationally recognised amateur bands, then it must meet the standards for equipment operating in those bands, as well as carry the appropriate regulatory compliance marking. As such, equipment which does not meet these standards is defined as non-standard equipment. You can see a link on wia.org.au which endorses this. Just have a look under licenses slash licensing slash amateur equipment. The link on wia.org.au says in part it is unlawful to be in possession of a radio transmitter that, by applying power and pressing the PTT or transmit switch, will transmit on a commercial frequency that the person concerned does not have a valid radio communications licence. Of course, if you're a VK3, you can get along to the speaker night and hear the entertaining and informative Mark Tell of the Australian Communications and Media Authority Field Office this Thursday night at the Amateur Radio Victoria office, 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton. The meeting starts at 8pm on August the 14th with the latest on interference detection, the education processes and last resort enforcement action taken by our regulator, the ACMA. And I'm sure a few people will have some questions with Mark on that item sent in by VK3ARM. In the nation's capital with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.